What's up, everyone? Welcome to this second episode of Which Way Now? Man, episode one was so much fun to record and then to put out in the world and to share with friends and family and just see what people think about it. Does this, does it seem like it works? Do you like what it's talking about? What are your thoughts? And man, I just got the best feedback from my core group of people and I just love them all to death and I really appreciate it. And this is fun. Uh, I don't know that I would say that I'm somebody that likes to talk a lot, but I think there's a lot of people that know me that may argue that. <laughs> so podcast is perfect. And this is all about talking on entrepreneurial efforts and just carving out the dream life that you see for yourself as what, how you want to exist, how you want to live. We only get kind of one shot, you know, not to quote Eminem, at this whole thing called life. So for those that are entrepreneurial-minded this is all for you. So in this second episode of the podcast, I'm going to open up and share some things about myself and stuff that I'm working on. And today in this podcast, we are going to be talking about management, managing your life to get where you want to go in your personal endeavors and with your business. Let's go. Attempting to simplify the complexities of entrepreneurship and what makes for a good life. This podcast is riddled with questions, ideas, philosophical food for thought, tangible takeaways, and honest stories that highlight one man's journey. My name's Evan Shank. Welcome to the podcast, Which Way Now? Who watches survivalist shows? I'm talking about the people that are constantly going to Discovery Channel to not watch the next episode of Survivor Man or Naked and Afraid. And there's a bunch of other ones that have spun off from some of these core Survivor sh shows. And they're really interesting to me. I love watching how people are going to cope with all of the stuff that they're going to run into that they're not expecting in their journey of just having the next meal, of making it to the next day, figuring out how to keep themselves from getting just eaten alive by mosquitoes and not stepping on a snake that's like out there in the jungle or whatever. Um, man, I love these shows. And I think the thing that really is captivating for me or a part of it that's super interesting is I start to think like, okay, what kind of survivor are they? Are they... When it comes to finding your food, are they the ones that are going out and hunting or fishing or foraging? And some of these shows, it's interesting too, because the rules of the game is that you get to bring like one thing, something that's going to help you survive in this adventure. And, you know, you see people that will bring out like a machete, some sort of knife of some sort. And then you have those that are like, oh, well, fire's the most important thing. I'm bringing a fire starter because you're not going to make it through the night without a fire. Or there's some that are like, well, if you really know what you're doing, you just bring a rope or some twine or something like that so that you can craft things together or set traps or snares. So it's really interesting because everybody has their own opinion on what the right thing is and how you can survive the best. And... It's just so much fun because obviously you see like some crazy fails and you see these wild wins of these people that are staying out there for sometimes even months at a time. 
But really, it's like I said, it's interesting. Do they are they going to prioritize finding shelter and creating shelter? Are they going to prioritize getting food? Some of them, like the Naked and Afraid, which is it was really weird to me when it first came out. I guess it's not as big of a deal now, but it was just like it kind of had that shock factor because it's like, oh, two strangers meeting butt naked <laughs> are going to have to somehow become, you know, friends and partners in this whole survivor thing. So it's like, are you going to prioritize putting on clothes? Well, in most of the episode episodes, they're like, nope, let's go get food and the whole thing. So I, I don't know. It it caught my attention, I guess. And there's so much of this stuff out there. But really what they're all so good at, well, some more than others, right? What they're good at is management. It's this thing where to survive or to thrive, you must actively remain in management mode. And as I'm sitting here thinking about this, And the parallel of our own lives and our personal endeavors and where we're trying to go and with our business endeavors and where we're trying to go, all of this stuff remains true that you see in these survivalist shows. And it's all about remaining in management mode. We have to figure out a way to manage ourselves consistently so that we're moving forward towards the things we want to get to. It doesn't just happen overnight. Success, which is a relative term, it's dependent on who you are and what matters to you. Success is one of those things that you have to be diligent in moving towards. It's not something where you just wish upon a star or all of your prayers start to come true. Now, if you have faith or religion or prayer is a part of your belief structure, whether it's, you know, in a more traditional sense or in a meditative sense or whatever it is, of course, there's other pieces of the puzzle that kind of connect to make you feel full and in line with yourself and with your beliefs as you move forward in life, of course. But overall, it takes diligent effort over and over again. The same is just true in any endeavor or any adventure you find yourself in. And daily life is absolutely true here. So for me, in my life, I'm married. I've been married, man, it'll be six years in a month from now. Married, I've got, we've got two young boys, a four-year-old and a one-year-old. I'm self-employed as a freelance marketer and always working on looking for the next big idea to jump into, just very entrepreneurial-minded. If you didn't listen to the first podcast um, all about taking the next step, I shared some stories about some of my first experiences in my life of being a little salesman and being a little entrepreneur kid. And so if you haven't listened to that, make sure you go and check that out after this episode. But, you know, I've got all these things, all this love in my life and all this responsibility with my my work and I have to self-manage. And then on top of it, you know, being a homeowner, I look outside, we live in, uh, in Florida, the grass just always seems like it needs cut again. So the fact of it, the fact of it is, The plate spinning game of life is as real as it gets. And I don't intend on changing that anytime soon. So if you're in that chapter of life too, with the young kids and trying to manage your own business, just take a quick five seconds and let's breathe in and hold 
and exhale. <laughs> I think we all should be doing that a little bit uh, more often. I've been trying to stay on my meditation game lately to keep myself level and centered. But the fact of the matter is, let's get into this. Management is tough. What are the things we have to manage? We have to manage our time. We have to manage our relationships, our emotions, and then our responses based off of how we're feeling emotionally. We have to manage around other people's schedules. We have to manage our health. And then when you go into the topic of workplace, all of those things I mentioned, time, relationships, emotions, responses, that all happens all over again in your workplace environment as well. And one of the really hard challenges for entrepreneurs, in my experience, especially younger or newer entrepreneurs, is working out how and also what are the right steps to take to make sure that you're getting the quick gains and the momentum that you need for today and also working towards the legacy. It's really hard to manage the short term. Everything that happens in the middle or like the the fruits of the labor that you want to happen in, you know, medium term, I guess, as opposed to short or long. And then, of course, your long term, uh, where you're trying to be in 5, 10, 25 years. We have to manage ourselves. Management is so true. And it's a universal truth. Nobody is exempt from this requirement if you're going to live a happy, fulfilling life for yourself based on what matters for you. And this really makes me think of something in the entrepreneurial game that I've heard. And I wish I had the, the actual source, but maybe if somebody else has heard this, let me know. DM me at EvanShank75 at Instagram. That's how we can keep a conversation flowing. But I heard this one time where typically you have to have two of the following three things to air quotes. Here we go. To make it. It's time and work ethic, money, and expertise. So you need to, in most cases, have two of these three things, time and work ethic, money, and expertise. And so for, inst for uh, instance, if you have time on your side and you have money, then what you can do is if you're running into roadblocks or looking for how to get to that next thing and get to where you're trying to go with your business or with your life is hire an expert because you've got time to work on yourself or work on your business and you've got the money to bring in the resources. So probably a professional hire an expert to either help coach you into what you're trying to do or hire an expert to delegate work to and they become that third part of the equation of the time and work ethic, money, and expertise. Okay, well, what if you don't have time? What if you just have money and you have expertise? Well, then once again, because you have money, you can hire somebody that has time. So maybe it's just some of the monotonous tasks that need to get done in the business. Or, uh, you know, maybe you're so busy with work that you never really get a chance to keep the bathrooms clean at your house and keep the carpet vacuumed or whatever it is. And so you can hire somebody that can come in and clean for you on some sort of routine. So you can hire out someone with time depending on, you know, what needs you have. And then for like a third example, just to kind of continue to make this make sense, is if you have time and expertise. So 
maybe you don't have any money. The t- following two examples, you had money, right? In this one, you have all the time in the world and the work ethic that goes with it, and you have expertise. So there's kind of two different ways. And of course, this this is not hard and fast rules. It's just for the sake of conversation and warming up our brain to this idea that I'm going to get to in a second. So what you could do is, if you have time and you have expertise, but no money, is go inspire somebody with money. Start knocking on doors, doing the cold calling, reaching out to your connections, leveraging LinkedIn and other platforms like that to find somebody that has money that might want to back the idea that you have. Or because you have time and you're an expert, take some time, use your expertise, and go make some money. And then you can find yourself with all three and whatever. But the overall concept that I'm really trying to get at here is that one plus one tends to equal greater than two, especially when you're joining forces with people or when you're using this big, bold term, leverage. I'm gonna say it again leverage. When it feels like you don't have enough time in the day and everything's just a plate spinning, um, (laughs) catastrophe happening in slow motion where you're trying not to let any of the plates drop, what we need to do is when we feel like we're burning the wick at both ends is figure out how can we leverage things in the world, whether it's tools and software to make certain tedious tasks a lot easier or leveraging other people's expertise in maybe in the hiring game or the partnership game or leveraging self-growth techniques and tactics, whether it's meditation or finding some quality podcasts that inspire you and keep you pointed in the right direction for where you ultimately want to end up. Leverage things that are out there in front of you. I mean, do you have time? You know, if you've heard of Gary V or Gary Vaynerchuk, huge influencer in the marketing and just entrepreneurial hustle space. And he's very loud about saying like, hey, listen, even if you're in your 40s, you're still so young. You still have so much time on your side, Lord willing. So, I mean, unless you're in your 60s or 70s, at least Gary Vee would say, you've got plenty of time. And there's examples of people that started the business that like made them successful in their 60s, you know, it happens all the time. Or like, do you have money? Well, here's the thing. And I just posted this on my Instagram and Twitter and all of that other stuff at EvanShank75 is I just posted the quote, live not with a mindset of scarcity, but with a mindset of abundance. And that really, without going um, off topic here too much, that really resonates with me. Because for the longest time, especially as I started getting into my adult career and trying and succeeding and also failing at different hustles and, you know, things like that, where I realized I I was living with a mindset of scarcity. I felt like there wasn't enough money to go around. And so I was just going to go out there and try to make my slice. And then I'd be good because the pie is big enough that most people are going to be able to survive and thrive. I just want my slice of the pie, right? But the fact of the matter is the more that you live live your life with a mindset of abundance, the more it just is freeing and the more closer to reality that it actually is. Because 
each day is another opportunity to come up with new ideas or to solve ongoing problems or to meet the right person that ends up becoming your partner, whether it's for life in a relationship, on in like in your personal life, maybe you find your spouse tomorrow. Um, and when you're this whole time, you've been feeling like there's no good people out there, that all the good people have been taken up and dating apps suck and all of this other stuff. And this, of course, applies over into business as well. Maybe your business partner you you meet tomorrow. So really just trying to live not with a mindset of scarcity, but with a mindset of abundance. It goes back to leveraging the good things that are out there in the world, looking for what is the holes, that the gaps in your life, where you need help, and trying to find solutions for that. Hopefully this is all making sense. So I'll just go ahead and jump down my notes here a little bit and just go straight to a little bit of a confession. Like I said in the intro, I'm going to open up in this one a little bit. And the fact of the matter is I've really been beating myself down lately, trying to figure out how to make everything. And by that, I mean time, money, and expertise all happen at once. And it's really been wearing on me. You know, I want more time to be able to accomplish things in my business and get to the income and to the different things that I, that the different goals that I have set for myself, but also more time with my family. I want more money so that we can be financially free and, and be able to do the vacations that we want to do and be able to invest in the businesses that I want to invest into. And then also the expertise. I want to be an expert at the things that matter to me. And there's, I mean, I could go down a rabbit trail right there too, but the fact of the matter is I've been beating myself up because I'm trying to make everything, all three of these categories, like filling the piggy bank of those categories at the same time all at once. And it's just beating me down. And I feel like I have so many people counting on me. And (laughs) I will say my ego is definitely included in there. I want to make myself proud as well, as well as everybody else, right? And I just want to feel free in every single way that I can and experience the view from the top of my personal mountain. I'm using air quotes. I want to get up to the top of my personal mountain. And what I mean by that is all of the things that matter to me and all of the work and energy it's going to take and all of the challenges that I'm going to face, that's all comprising up this mountain. And if I can get 1% better each day and just continue to put one foot in front of the next, even when it feels like I'm sliding backwards and going the wrong direction, if I can get to the top of that mountain, which is, like I said, something that is unique to me and everybody has their own personal mountain that they're trying to climb, well, most people at least, if you can get up there, I just can't even imagine what that view is going to be like. And that's what I'm constantly frothing at the mouth over and thinking towards is getting to the top of my mountain. Now, without going off of off of the topic of what we're talking about, which we could take this a different direction right here too, but I do want to go on record and say that I know a lot of this pursuit of fulfillment the pursuit of fulfillment or the pursuit of success is done within ourselves rather than anything external. So I recognize there's a lot of inside work that's with my brain and my heart that 
where fulfillment and sex success, <laughs> where fulfillment and success really comes from. So I'll digress, but I do know that there's a lot of other stuff underneath the surface that has to be worked is worked on, but I want to talk about management and in this episode. So let's just keep on going with that. So I guess my question is, is anybody else feeling like this? Does anybody else feel like there's just no way to have it all at all times? It just, sometimes I just sit back and I'm just like, man, it feels like there's too much to ask of myself to allow for crazy business success and be fully present in my family's lives, let alone holding up my end and deep rooted friendships. It's just like, there's feels like there's not enough time in the day. And I feel like I have to sacrifice certain things. And now I understand that that's relatively true. Life is about sacrifice in certain aspects, but like, I'm not a traveler, but I love nature more and more. Like the older I get, the more, I see these, like, I start watching stuff on National Geographic and all of these cool different, like, drone shots of mountains and oceans. And I'm like, man, I want to explore. You know, I'm not a traveler, but I want to explore. I want to be in nature more. I'm not a dancer, but, you know, I mean, you see these really cool TikToks happening and these these really dope dance routines. And I'm like, man, I want to be cool. I want to be this 30-year-old dude that, like, you wouldn't realize has it in them, but then knows all the dope TikTok dance routines. <laughs> and like, I feel like right now, even having more more than one hobby is ultimately just selfish. And I know that doesn't sound super, like I don't sound super optimistic right now. I'm just, I'm co- just confessing. I'm just sharing my feelings and maybe I'm not the only one that feels like this out there. And it comes and goes a little bit, but overall, this is kind of what I've been dealing with. And it's like, okay, well, pick one hobby because anything past that, you know, now you're just cutting into your family's time. And if you want to manage your friendships, it's like, well, you might have to prioritize your friends over a hobby or, you know, unless you can have the same hobby, it just turns into this thing. It's like, okay, well, what am I going to do? So here's my theory. Let's start to turn this ship towards some solutions and some thoughts that I've had as far as maybe how we can move forward and address some of this struggle. So my theory is, and I have it written down on the notes in front of me, so I'm going to read it. And then if I need to articulate it a little bit more, I will. So actively assessing, critiquing, and managing your priorities and your time are the unanimous ways that all successful people have experienced and arrived at where they want to in life. So like I said, it's just my own understanding, my own theory, if you will. But if you start looking at all the people that have, quote unquote, made it, that have found fulfillment and success in most, if not all of the areas of their life, what's the unanimous thing that they've all done? And the fact is, they have all been actively assessing, critiquing, and managing their priorities and their time. And so really, I think all we have to do is kind of point the mirror back at ourselves and say, all right, self, what are your priorities? And then the second question is, where do these fit in? like on the calendar? Where are you actively working on this? Because like I said, you can't just wish upon a star and have things happen for you. And I I think what is true is that you have to be ready to rinse and repeat these two things 
also. Once again, going back through and assessing and critiquing what are your priorities and where does it all fit in? This is, in my experience, the epitome of trial and error. And what seems like the perfect solution one week might need to be rearranged the following week. And like I said, I've just felt jumbled and scattered for too long. And I've heard that come from other people as well. Anytime, you know, I'm talking with people and not anytime, but I hear a lot of times like, hey, how's, how's it going? And they'll be like, man, I'm so tired. I'm exhausted. And or, yeah, things, things are good. Things are good trying to, you know, figure this out or, you know, whatever else. But I think the fact is not only do I feel jumbled and scattered at times, but we all do. So take it or leave it. This is just what makes sense to me. And here's what I think might be a good solution for us moving forward. So like I said, what are your priorities? Let's start there. Set up your pillars of priorities. And mine are a work in progress. And so for I'll just use myself as an example. Excuse me. I want to use myself as an example here. So for my, let's just zoom into like work life specifically. I've set up three, I just visualize them as like pillars or like you could like three buckets or silos or whatever verbiage you want to use. But one of them is going to satisfy the short term of, you know, the day in, day out grind of how I'm building expertise and how I'm collecting a paycheck, so to speak. And that's through freelancing. And what I do is email marketing and automations. And without going into actually what I do, you can always inquire for some email marketing strategy conversation or actually having me and my team work on stuff for you, you can inquire over at evanshank.com. So there's my, <laughs> there's my shameless plug. But freelancing is one of my pillars of priority. I need to keep that up because it keeps the wheels turning. It's the gas in the gas tank for my everyday needs, right? So then the next pillar of priority for me is some sort of productive side project. And that is this podcast for me, which is an opportunity to rub elbows with cool people. Um, <clears throat> I, don't, <laughs> I don't know why. Who came up with rub elbows? I, I don't know where that term actually came from. But I've been saying that more lately. <laughs> and I just kind of question myself when I say it. Like, what? That just sounds really claustrophobic. I guess it's like networking, like you're in a really tight space. And so you're like, you know, rubbing elbows with the person next to you. Uh, I don't know. But anyway, this podcast is a chance to share my thoughts, start to build up some more consistent content, which is fun and is valuable in a lot of different ways. And it's just an experiment. It's just having fun, talking about the things that I care about and meeting other people that care about similar things. And this is where I can start to leverage the audience of, you know, maybe maybe you guys have some advice or some insight that I haven't thought of that I'm not sharing on the podcast. Like hit me up once again at Evan Shank 75 on Instagram, just DM me or something. 
But that's my productive side project because I can put out the content. It supports the freelancing that I'm doing. It helps build some expertise and authority on certain things and a level of trust factor as well. The more that you hear me talk, if, if it feels like we're clicking, then there's a level of trust that you start to have towards me. And that's just how relationships are built, right? Whether it's in the personal or business side of things of your life, um, this productive side project allows me to win in a lot of different areas and just have fun along the way. And then the third pillar of priority is kind of looking for that next big thing. And I, you know, I have a idea list that I'm constantly adding to, and I like to just like with my close friends is just kick out these different ideas and see like, Hey, like I noticed this problem in the world. What about this as a solution? What do you think? Wouldn't that be a cool business? And I just love those types of conversations. And in that process, I want to continue to build businesses and maybe even eventually be able to not only invest into businesses, but to purchase businesses and also release digital products that support my mission in my professional life. And so what is my mission? I have this bolded and underlined it because this is kind of the mantra of who I am and why I exist. And that is my mission is to support and inspire the entrepreneurial dream. That's it, to support and inspire the entrepreneurial dream. So for me, with this third pillar of priority, all of these different business ideas and and something that's going to kind of take me to the next chapter of my career and of my life, the long-term end play, everything needs to filter through the lens of asking myself the question, does this idea support and inspire the entrepreneurial dream for other people? That's what I want to be known for over the time that I exist on this thing called Earth. And that's where I'm trying to go. So those are my pillars of priority. I have three of them. And that doesn't mean that you need to have three or five or one or it could be whatever. But I think just in general, and once again, in business and in your personal life as well, set up pillars of priority. It just helps you not feel so jumbled, at least for me, because I'm like, what am I supposed to do with my time? And that's what we're going to get into here next is how does this all fit in? So before I move on to the second, the second step of essentially three steps that I have for us today, I want to bring up a concept that I heard a few years ago, um, actually in my, my last job that I was at, and a good friend of mine who was also my boss at the time had kind of brought this up, and I had never really heard of this, so let's see if you do. Have you heard of the Big Rocks um, visualization or a way of figuring out your priorities by this Big Rocks exercise? I don't know. I wouldn't say it's a big rocks theory or something like that, but it's just called big rocks. So (laughs) basically what it means is the big rocks represent your main priorities or your longer term goals. And then in your life, we also have little rocks. And then which are the day-to-day responsibilities and shorter term goals. And then we also have sand, which represents minor tasks that are not really that important. And then lastly, there's water. And that represents all the important, unimportant distractions that prevent you from getting your work done. So in our lives, we have big rocks, little rocks, sand, and water. And say you have a fish tank, an empty standard old fish tank or bucket or whatever you want to uh, visualize here. You need to place your big rocks in the bucket first. Because what happens is if we were to fill the whole thing up with sand, the big rocks aren't going to fit into your bucket or your tank. 
And if this bucket or tank represents your life, if it's spilling over, that's means that you're not, you're, you're, you're too full. <laughs> it's as simple as that, right? So if you fill it all the way up with sand, even the little rocks aren't going to have a space to fit. So we want to prioritize our main goals and the things that make mean the most to us and is moving the needle, so to speak, on our day-to-day, week-to-week, month-to-month, and year-to-year journey through life. Place your big rocks in first. And the only way you're going to be able to do that is by identifying what big rocks are. And that goes back to the first step of setting up your pillars of priority. Past that, now that you have your big rocks in place, the most important things to you to find fulfillment and success in your path through life, now it's time to put in the little rocks, day-to-day responsibilities, shorter-term goals, things of that nature. Once you place those in, now you can start to dump the sand in, which are just the minor tasks that are not really that important. And some people are like, if you're like me, you're kind of an email nut as far as checking your inbox. I keep my inbox really open in front of me all the time because I just don't like to see it get cluttered. (laughs) I've, I've kind of found that there's two different types of people. There's the people that try to keep their email inbox as just small and concise as possible. So they're constantly like sifting through it and getting rid of the junk. And then there's the people that just let that sucker pile up. I had a, I had a, some friends over a couple of weekends ago and it's a Friday night and we're having a couple beverages and enjoying ourselves. And we're just talking about life. And he's like, yeah, I've got this email that I haven't checked in like well over a year. He showed me like on his phone and it had like the, the red notifications that pop up um, on the iPhones next to your app had like 3000 plus messages. And it's like, oh man, that's definitely not me. Are you a uh, an email freak and you are constantly trying to keep it clean or do you just not care? Whatever, let it fill up. <laughs> let me know, DM me at evanshank 75 uh, But I just thought that was interesting because that is just so not me. But sand, the sand, back to this big rocks analogy, the sand could represent minor tasks uh, just that really aren't that important Important, and checking your spam folders and stuff like that and emails probably not really that important. And then lastly, the water just represents like super unimportant distractions. So maybe that's just scrolling through social media or, you know, whatever it is for you, taking lunches that are just way too long, saying that you're going on a business meeting and just enjoying a meal with a friend instead, you know, that's unimportant and it's more more of a distraction than it is actually moving you towards the life that you want to get to. So put your big rocks in, then put your little rocks in, and then dump the sand in. And then if you are going to add water to that bucket, it'll find its way into the cracks and the crevices within the tank, right? But you're not going to be able to put as much water in in general because of just displacement. Everything else is that are that matters is already in there and accounted for taking up priority. That's good. So then past this, uh, I'll try not to take too long, keep these podcasts at least relatively kind of short. I was looking for the 30-minute mark, but I am past that, baby. So let's keep going. The second thing is decipher your wants versus your needs. I was actually having this conversation about just life management in general, 
with my dad. I was talking with him about this last week, and I thought this was a good idea. It was something that I think works for him, and so he was sharing it with me, and I want to just pass it over to you as well. And it's deciphering wants versus needs, and a way that you can actually do that is just make, just draw a line down the middle of a page and separating the left from the right and put all your wants on one side of the page and all your needs on the other side of the page. So, if it's you need money for the bills, you want to sign up for something new to challenge yourself with something that you've never done before, or maybe you want to call a loved one that lives far away, but you just haven't, or maybe you're just looking to try to schedule more nap times in, into your routine. With those examples, and of course, it's it's endless, anything, anything goes in this exercise, decipher, is this a want versus a need? And that's going to help you kind of figure out what are your big rocks, what are your little rocks, and what is the sand. And then the very last step to this is just implement some level of task tracking and and a relatively heavy use of calendaring. And I'm not going to go into the nitty gritties of how you need to do this, but don't just stick with the to-do list and think that that's enough. Um, Like for instance, I'll share what I do with my to-do list is I use a software called Notion. It's very... um, customizable, I'll say. It's basically like a blank sheet and you can do whatever you want with it. So it can be a little arduous for some people if you're really looking for something that's um, just plug and play, something that's just ready to go. Uh, There, Things like Trello um, and Asana and other softwares like that might be better for you. But I've been enjoying Notion. And over time, I've ended up making this, what I do for my to-do lists in Notion is I make them weekly. And there's a couple different things that I have on the sheet. I have my three pillars of priority, like I had told you about, so that I'm being reminded of what that is. Then I have my three important tasks for the week. And basically, they'll show up somewhere in my to-do list under one of the days, or if it's a project, you know, it might take more than one day. But the thing that I can ask myself at the end of the week is, did I cross off these three main priorities, these three main tasks? If so, this week is a success. And that's important because for me, and I think this is true for a lot of people too, sometimes we can get, especially if you're really um, like just motivated and excited to get to where you're trying to go and it's all of that hustle and hashtag grind mode and you know all that stuff. If you didn't identify where that checkpoint is, then you might still feel like you have more to do. And this is true for me. A lot of times I'll still get hard on myself because I didn't actually like the business isn't making millions or whatever it is. Um, or like I think a good example is with health goals. People, you know, get really demotivated after a week of really hard diet and exercise. And the fact of the matter is you have to keep ticking away at it and stay diligent and consistent with it, right? And so if you don't set up little check, like milestone markers of success for yourself that are bite-sized, that are relatively easy to get to, it's going to be hard to feel satisfied and fulfilled that you're going in the right path at the right pace. So I have that on my sheet too, my three main priorities for the week. 
And then instead of having a daily to-do list, like I said, I lay it out so I have a Monday through Friday and then I just put check boxes underneath it and then I fill them out as I go and just cross them off. And sometimes you have to be flexible and I have to slide things around and drag and drop uh, to a different day if there's a meeting that's been canceled or I have something come up or you know whatever it is. That's how I do my to-do list. And if you're interested in actually seeing an example of that, let me know because it's been working really well for me and I've tried a bunch of different things and so far it's been the best to-do list setup for myself. But the fact is there has to be some level of guidance and direction that's kind of a higher altitude view of where you're trying to go rather than just saying, hey, it's cool. I checked off all my things. It's like, okay, well, the things that you checked off, are they (laughs) going back to the other thing that we talked about? Was it a big rock? Is it part of a big rock or is it more like sand or is it water? And you just wanted the the chemical release of feeling good that you crossed something off your to-do list. Like, oh yeah, I checked Facebook today. I don't know that that's really taking you anywhere in life. Um, so I, we'll start to wrap it up here. But And I don't want to overcomplicate anything, but I wanted to share this because I think it's something that we all go through and feel sometimes more than others of just feeling like the world is chaotic and we don't know what to spend our time working on and how to get to where we're trying to go and understanding priorities just in general. And not only that, but how do I start to implement something into my life that's taking me the right direction? But until you start actually like writing it down and being strategic about your process, you're never going to get to the top of that personal mountain. And I want that for you. I want that for me. And that's why everything that I do, I want to support and inspire the entrepreneur dream. And so I hope that today helps you with that. If you have any other ideas, DM me on Instagram. That's where I'm at. And that's where you can find me pretty quick right now. And I'm excited to continue to get to know you guys and build up an audience of just cool people that enjoy this same type of content and we can idea share and grow off of each other. So whether you're just chilling, doing some work, listening to this podcast, or you're driving to go to the groceries or pick up your kid from school, I really, really appreciate you. So here's basically the final thought. Let's wrap this thing up with a bow. There's somebody that I follow, um, his name's Don Miller, and he started a company called um, StoryBrand years ago, and he just recently put up something, and it just struck me right in, the, in all the feels. <laughs> he has this, this sweet little young baby that was just born a couple months ago, and he's an older dad, but he has a lot of just like timeless wisdom to him in business and in life, and something he was talking about a story of building an office on his home property. They bought some acreage. And um, so he's building a separate building for an office on the property, right? And what he said is, we, he said, I don't want my daughter to grow up and see that office and see it as a place that that he went to escape and worked hard for the sake of the family, but at the expense of the family as well. He wants his daughter to be able to look at that building and say, that's where dad did everything to make my life what it is today, in a good way. And his caption to this post was, life is the only legacy that matters. Let's not point our love 
in the the wrong direction. Because you hear about it all the time, the dads that go and work for the sake of their family, but it ends up that what they end up sacrificing is the relationship with their family. That's why we really need to look at our priorities and how we're going to put that into our calendar because plate spinning is not a bad thing. In fact, it tends to lead to a more diverse and richer experience. Here's a final quote from Amy Dickinson. It says, the fullness of life is incubated in its messy places. The best feelings of life come out of the things that are challenging and confusing and disheartening. Stay on your path. Stay on your path. You got this. And together we can accomplish amazing things. Get out there Level out what your priorities are, throw it into your calendar, and make sure you hit me up on Instagram at evanshank 75 I'm looking forward to meeting more of you guys and having continual conversations with others that we've already met in this process. Thank you for being here. Peace. Well, that does it for this episode. You can always reach out to me directly on my Instagram at evanshank 75 with any thoughts or questions you may have. I'd love to connect and hear your story. Make sure you follow and subscribe and also leave a review on whichever platform you're listening to this on. My only question to you is, which way now? 